Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Tangents with Colleen and Mike. This time starring just Colleen and Mike. How you doing, Colleen? I'm good, Mike. It's been a long time since we've been together. Aww. Both in this place and both only the two of us. Exactly. Exactly. We've Did... got a long streak of guests. We have quite a few. Quite a few, and I don't have them in front of me right now because I just closed that window, but let's just assume it was a few. It was at least half a dozen. It was at least half a dozen. Which means at least six, because <laughs> a dozen is 12, for whoever didn't know that. <laughs> Today, I found out on the Tangents podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Learn together with your friends <laughs> on the podcast. Um, today's a special episode. Uh, and the reason that we're recording just the two of us is because we're in lockdown again. So that's shit. I guess it is, it's it kind of... Uh, sorry. It's going to be confusing for everybody because we've filmed... We filmed... We recorded online. Yeah. Because it wasn't... And then it wasn't a lockdown. And now yeah. it's lockdown. We're both in the studio. Well, that doesn't matter. <sighs> we are naughty boys. Of the, of the legalities of how that happened. But the, the the reasoning is that this is our 25th episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both went for the yay without planning it. Um, and we want it to be like an honorific um, yeah. end of a season, so to quote yeah. it, even though we don't have seasons. Well, we do. Well, we don't, but we do now because the application that we use to for the podcasting allows you to to insert seasons. So I had to spend ten minutes going opening each episode, collapsing the more details, putting in a one, saving, going to the next one, and doing that for all twenty four episodes. Um, and I'm going to do this to this one as well. Thank you, our beans overlords, for allowing this. <laughs> yeah, our beans. Yes, exactly. So, 25 episodes, just like an anime. End of season one. Final, final episode. We're going to keep this one shorter. Is this a filler? This will, this will be basically a filler, isn't it? What? The episode? Yeah. I guess. The one thing I know about all animes, they're full of fillers. I mean, a lot of oh, them are. Oh, yeah, this is the... Well, it depends, because shit like anime or Dragon Balls... Z yeah, and Dragon Ball without the Z. They have... The filler episodes last for, like, four or five episodes. So, like, the, the, you know, there's one story that they go back to, yeah, and it I lasts remember. for... Fuck, it's just conversation, and then they move, like, a centimeter in real life, and then there's more conversation and more... Um, backstory and shit for like four or five episodes before they move on and actually do something is this a way of saying we need to discuss how this podcast began <laughs> let's what? not do that <laughs> how it began oh no not that far back i'm just curious like how it went how like i don't know how do, how do you feel about it it's been what it's been like a couple of months already right you started in october with a month in between but yeah that makes it like what almost Three months, around three months. So we started in October, then we took a break on this in December, right? Yeah, yeah. we started back after in, the New Year's. After New Year's, so that's like what October, November, January, February, and now March. Five months. Holy shit! Five wow, five. Okay, and it's six actual months, but five months of actual podcasting. Six months. Hold on, October, November, December, January, February, March. That's six. You cut one off which we took a break, and we're basically in our fifth, because March is still... We are in our fifth. Oh, okay. We are, well, we are in our fifth of actual podcasting, but 
it's been six months since we started the podcast. That's a long time. That's wow. Holy Doesn't shit. feel like that. So that means it's been half a year since we went on our crazy road trip. Time does fly when when you have fun. Time flies when you eat a lot of Snickers. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. What how do you feel about those those these past months? And what we have achieved or not achieved here. In general will be a long discussion, but just sticking to the podcast. Mm. Like I specifically remember there was a point when we were discussing and we were just over overflown by guests and like i couldn't understand where oh, yeah. everybody came from this was like a month ago yeah when like you, i remember you you texted me or were like because i was like okay who do we have next and you're like well who's on the list and i'm like oh i don't know like eight people and you're like fuck <laughs> when did this happen when did this yeah. happen this is real this is happening <laughs> and we still have people on the list we still do and i still have people i need to reach out to and i'm just a lazy fuck me too some of which are famous. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, hey, stay tuned for season two. Yeah. But yeah I, I, I remember that was, um, I was in the day, I think, either in that day or the day after, I've talked both with Flavia and with Rawia to come to the podcast. Yeah, I remember. Because I had, I had an evening where I went for drinks with uh, Flavia to talk about, about the podcast. And then I had a call with Rawia for like, I don't know, Two hours or something. You also talked to Mika, right? But when, was that that wasn't the same time? Uh, the Mika was way earlier because oh, okay. she was busy. But I'm not sure what, oh, what yeah. I think work. Mm-hmm. And she postponed for a month after I talked to her. But that was way short, just chatting on Instagram. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But I remember somebody telling me I, w- I was telling the story to somebody to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Guy spent all this time just speaking with people to bring it to the podcast, and like he was, they were like, um, what was the phrasing? You are just living the influencer life, aren't you? I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are, man. You are. Yeah, man. And also, we have to. We decide we need to make a proper schedule. Yes. Like book, book um, guests, and realize when they're gonna come, who's gonna come next. Balance it a bit out. That's... Women, men, interested topics. Exactly. That's. Uh, you know what? That's. I like retrospectives like this because I don't get to do them very often in my real life. Because I'm, I don't know, lazy or whatever. But every time we do this, it's like, yeah, you know what? Because thinking back now, like when I when I, when I I convinced you to keep it to one episode instead of two a week. <laughs> Remember that? And I, now yeah. looking back, it's like, you know what? That's actually, that was a really good idea. Because then we could fit in guests and we could uh, schedule them in a calendar. And we had time to do that. And we had time to do the edits and make the teasers and do all the things. And it's like, that, that was a wise decision, I feel. <laughs> Well, it could be. And at the same time, it got it got to a point where we're like, man, who's coming next week? We need an episode next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas if we were just the two of us, we could have just recorded an episode and then that was that. It was way less of a stress. I think, you know what, it's like... <sighs> Sorry, it's it's one of those when it's just Colleen and we're tired. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even dare to say I'm tired. Oh, no. I'm didn't. just stressed. I'm, I'm working on... <laughs> A few hours of sleep and pure stress <laughs> for the past two weeks. Um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, anyway. I um, Retrospectives, I think. And yeah, you said it was yeah. a good decision to reduce the frequency of the episodes. Yeah, something something about that. I can't remember. Well, anyway, you know, the lockdown hit and pandemic is getting worse in our town and shit. So, I don't know. It's It's interesting. You know, it's, well, you know what, what, what I really find interesting about this is the fact that we, 
we decided to start a podcast completely on a whim, completely on you and I being friends and talking a lot and thinking that maybe other people want to listen to us talk. Yeah. Um, heavily influenced by Joe Rogan, mostly, I think. And all the other podcasts. And all the other yes. like At the time when we started, I remember I was watching a lot of Joe Rogan. Yeah, you were an uh, avid listener yeah, and watcher. For like, what, two months, maybe? After your bullshit, I mean, not telling people about podcasting and Rogan. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Because we started because of that. But once we started and we incidentally i'd say started befriending a lot of other romanian podcasters um and we got invited to those facebook groups and we we started talking to other people i realized so many people in romania started podcasting but it was mostly due to the pandemic people were suddenly forced so like i i befriended a bunch of, of co uh, comedians from from bucharest who um, well, I, I befriended one, but then he told me about other of his friends who were comedians who started podcasting because they suddenly couldn't go to stand-up shows, like live. Right. Uh, like in real life. So they started doing that. So that's like, you know, a different level. Obviously, they're already famous or pseudo-famous. And they started that. But then a lot of people that you've never heard of who started podcasting and like some of the people that we talked to already had, already have like 50 episodes or some shit. Like we started way before us or did it more frequently or whatever. It's so weird. I don't know. It's an easy hobby to pick, especially during these times. I think it, it. I feel like a lot of people just got more into podcasts right now. I mean, in the past year, since you don't have that much human interaction, mm -hmm. you still want to hear people talking, mm -hmm. and you'll switch to. I don't know. I, it's easy for me to say because I switched a long time ago from a TV series or Netflix to just podcasting. You did because just I, YouTube. Which is YouTube, but right now I, I started looking a bit on my feed and it's just, I mean, probably 70% are just videos above 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like long-winded stuff. Exactly. Mm. And you li I, I like that for the simple fact that it feels more pragmatical and I have something to take out of it, mm -hmm. probably. Because that's yeah. that's the thing with TV series is that, and I remember vividly when I <laughs> used to watch them, you usually find a series that you like you find that one character that yeah. the whole series run yeah. around it. Yeah. And you hope that something from his personality just brushes onto you from you watching him. And it never happens. Are you talking about Bojack Horseman? Because it feels like you're talking about Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I'm not really talking about Bojack Horseman. That's probably the only anti-example you really want. You don't want Bojack <laughs> to brush onto you. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe one clear example is Suits. Do you know Suits? You watched Suits? Sometimes in high school, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I watched it, like, maybe two years ago. I've been to a friend, I think, maybe a month or two ago. And he had either he had suits on or some videos, compilations out of it. Mm -hmm. And boy, is it much more fun right now. Now that I understand the corporate world and all the jar jargon really? and everything that happens and how Harvey fucks everybody the butt up. Yeah. It's so much more fun. Still not going to pick it up because I know I'll just watch Suits for Harvey. Mm. I've watched all of Suits and throughout watching it and to this day, I hate it. You hate it. But I watched all of it. I hate it. I don't hate hate it, but I started watching it on a whim out of the utmost boredom in the world. I was like, I'm just going to click on something. And I clicked on Suits because the, 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 you know, the snippet that they give you on Netflix, not the trailer, just like the snippet that when you hover over it. Yeah. Uh, or when you select it, but don't click on it, 
it, it gives you that like preview. And I was like, huh, that looks that looks interesting. I didn't know it was a fucking TV show about, about lawyers. lawyers. <laughs> and I watched it and I'm like, I hate it because I absolutely 0% resonate with it. There's nothing in any of the action that's happening that's relatable to me in any way. Because I don't like I get the jargon because it's you can you can pick it up and you yeah, can yeah. understand you can look it up but it, it's not something that I would ever ever meet or do in real life or you know it, there's no intersection between exactly. these worlds that's exactly and what I I'm watched saying. it and I hate it and I'm like why the fuck am I I have like work to do and shit to do or whatever or I like to do something else with my evenings and I'm watching this fucking TV show about lawyers. And I'm like, why am I watching this? But then I'd watch like three more episodes and I'm like, why can't I stop watching it? I hate, I don't, it's not. It's catchy. It's really it's catchy. It's really catchy. That's why it's good. Uh, I was going to, I was going to apropos something. You said uh, relating to why so many people started doing podcasting. You said that it's easy. And you know what? That's really interesting that you said that because at some point we did a bunch of other Romanian podcasters did a little challenge of like show your workstation or like where you do your episodes. And I swear to God, man, out of all the ones I saw us, ours is the best. I know it's not the best. It's not about being the best. It's about having the most equipment and it looks the best. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that has the most production value because it doesn't take a long time producing these episodes. You're missing the point. It looks amazing. It, it looks the okay. It looks the best because most people just have a podcast with themselves and guests online exclusively. So it's and most people are just like a laptop with like a shitty microphone and some heads, like some random headset, and that's it. And that you know what? To most people, that's all you need to start a fucking podcast. And I just want to put it out there. The reason ours has a lot more shit is because I used to have a band in high school and I just had a load of shit, a, a load of leftover shit from back then. Like I had the mixer, which is like, I don't know, 10 years old. Like I had like a microphone and, and a bunch of uh, tr- uh, tripods, tripods, tripods and sh- yeah. some shit that I had that were like, I don't know, ten more than 10 years old. Uh, older than that and they were just here and I was like well might as well just use them and then we just kept buying every month like a little bit like a new microphone and then a new tripod and headsets isolation all that yeah. good stuff and maybe because we're two people and we're living in the same place sort of in the same town so it's easier to sort of I'll buy these things you'll buy those things we'll use them together and then you know if shit hits the fan and we break up or whatever in case uh, of divorce you know, we just split it yeah we just split equally. it the way we bought it yeah exactly um so that's that's another reason but that's still interesting man because shit like for people out there all you need is a fucking microphone that's it and a laptop with internet i mean in case it wasn't obvious yeah i mean i'm using fucking we're using audacity which is free which is free and it's i i've had people who are more professional sound engineers and sound producers and stuff that i'm friends with talk to me and they're like oh why do you use audacity use this thing and i'm like yeah but i need to pay and I don't want to pay because why would I I, ha, I already have this thing that works and like, oh, it keeps crashing for me and I'm using Adobe or whatever. And I'm like, I've never, ever had any problems with it. It just, it works. It works. It fucking it's works. Fine. And it does the job. I'm not doing any hardcore fucking audio editing on it. I'm just it's like, like recording one mono minutes, track, yeah. applying five filters on it, c- cutting at most some things 
and then that's a port and it's done. <laughs> and I've discovered making the videos is also going to be really easy. They should be. Well, making the videos. Um, you, you're talking about the teasers. Well, yeah, that that's the only hard thing about that is that I have to listen to the whole episode because my memories always fry and I always forget what we talk about. So I always have to listen to the episode when I edit it so that I if I accidentally miss errors or swear words or whatever shit that I want to bleep out or want to cut out. But then I so that's one. He's complaining. He doesn't want to cut out swear words. No, no, no. Cutting out swear words. We're not cutting out. We have have, we had complaints. We're not cursing enough. God damn it! I, I, I cut out (laughs) one racial slur. That's fair. That's the only one. That's fair. Uh, So I'm looking for, but I'm not looking for that. Like, okay, in in the last episode that we did with Flavia, because we did it all online, there was a lot of fucking um, bad connection. There's a lot of bad, like low bandwidth kind of shit. Or whatever, and at some point, for like you explained something, and it, everything just sounded like, like, like robot noises, yeah. And I was like, oh, let's just let's just re-record that. <laughs> let's pause, reconnect to the call, and then it worked the second time. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's the one who took took the most editing yeah. effort ever. Well, no, it was the one with the n words. <laughs> that was. That was the one because I because I have to listen and make sure that I don't miss any of them because I wasn't aware of them while we were recording. But I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But so so that's one thing, right? I need to listen to it to cut shit out just in case there's shit to cut out. I need to listen to it because my memory is fucking fried and I never remember what we talked about. And I need to write an episode description. <laughs> and yep, that's and, a challenge. Yeah. And, and with the guests, I need to listen to it. The third reason I need to listen to it so that I can extract a bloop, uh, a teaser. And which they also speak because they don't want to hear the guest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the free reason why we. Oh, uh, fucking! And it's like you know the the ones with the guests are like an hour and forty or fifty minutes, and I'm like, I have to listen to the whole thing again. <laughs> and it's weird because like I am so the numbers that we have, the stats on people listening to our episodes, I can guarantee you, I am not in any of those charts because I never listen to our episodes. I listen to them before I release them, and then I'm I'm done. It's out there. It's for everyone else to listen. <laughs> Yeah, I barely remember which episodes I actually listened to. I know the first one. I've listened to the that one. Yeah, completely. we listened to a few of them at the beginning, and then we're yeah, like, All right. and then I remember you you mentioned you realized the difference in sound quality yeah, between like the first ones and the last one, like somewhere around eighteen twenty. Yeah. Then I listened a bit of it, but otherwise I'm not listening to our podcast. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was, I, I listened to I don't know episode twenty something, um, and then I was like. I can't remember what, why I was just like, oh, I want to listen to the first episode. And I listened to it. And now I just instantly, I was like, oh, my God. Your ears started bleeding. Holy shit. It's not about, it's not that. It's just you can clear, you can you can clearly hear a difference. There's a huge, so like anyone out there, go listen to episode one. And Don't. Then, and then Don't. 20. And then go back to one and then back to 20. And then you'll notice a huge, like the, the, the episode one had a huge echo we didn't really know how to edit shit yet. You didn't have any soundproofing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's weird. We didn't even get a lot of house. We still have the same two panels behind me and then the cube in front of me in, in between us. Yeah. Because I can't afford to buy any more at the moment. But I feel like it's enough. It's 
it made a difference like between episode one and like 20 or something and i, I can't remember i i list, when i realized that i listened to every like to a little bit of each episode to see when it changed and i think it's like episode eight or nine which is around about when you bought the exactly. panels exactly that's why i'm saying like it has to be it has to be the fucking two panels behind me the difference is, and I think Andre, which we filmed for his YouTube channel that never came out oh, yeah. so far because we ah, fucked up the audio. So we <laughs> did. But he also told me that isolation and sound is very important. Yeah. I mean, isolation for sound. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the error there was that I I put at your disposal only one microphone to record both of you without realizing there's a huge echo in that room. Um, we may re-record that with two microphones. Yeah, we will need to. Or he has the ones that you grab on your shirt. Oh, maybe we could yeah. use those one, the ones. And we uh, just use the one you have maybe for um, decoration. Yeah, yeah for props. Could do. could do. The problem is, is not it's not necessarily your fault because you put the mic there. Yeah. None of us ever thought to just let's hear how this thing sounds like. We just took it for granted. And yeah, all of us we work in tech. We know nothing worse from the beginning. Exactly. We should have known better. You know, it's really interesting because I'm a really retro retrospective mood now. And it's like, it's so interesting thinking back. It's like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing when we started, right? We just learned as we went on. And even like the fact that we recorded, we tried recording that, uh, that crossover episode with yeah. Andre. Um, and I, I used just the one microphone and then I, I, I tried to edit it. And realize there's a huge echo. That's that's when I started reading up on how to remove echo from stuff. And I spent like, I think, two or three days, a few hours each day, trying different methods, reading different things. And that's kind of the process. That's it. It's just frustration. It's like, oh, I need to make that thing work. Like, how do I fucking make it work? And then like open 15 million tabs on Chrome and read and scroll and blog posts and do technical shit. And it's like, ah, oh, and then try, 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 try and fail, 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 fail. And then to just come to a conclusion, it's like, yeah, okay, you can't do that. It, yeah, it's, it's always like that. Like we have the saying in Romanian, nevoia ten vatsa. Exactly. Like when you need it, you'll learn exactly. it. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like at the end, I came to the conclusion that you can't do it. And now like the life philosophy is like, okay, don't, you know, the lesson learned is make sure you have, have soundproofing when you record because removing it is really fucking hard, near impossible. Literally near yeah. impossible. Yeah, I, I heard the, the recording of that. It, it, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's None of us feel comfortable posting that thing yeah. out on the interwebs. So interesting how we do how we do these things. So like, yeah, you know, for anyone out there, again, if you want to start your own, just make sure you shindig. have furniture around yourself. Yeah, yeah. Even soundproofing, like I, I bought these panels because I, I wanted to have them, but then you know I spent a lot of time reading online. It's like you don't really need uh, soundproofing panels. You could just um use uh bed sheets bed sheets. you could just cover like so the room or to yeah well not cover the room i mean the walls surround yourself no you don't have no, no no you don't have to cover your you don't have to cover your walls you have to surround yourself okay so basically you make like like those cool huge beds that have that thing on uh, wall so that you don't yeah. let the mosquitoes come in exactly just exactly. make the, one of those things around your the, your desk exactly that's because like a shower curtain you need a shower yeah, curtain around exactly, your desk exactly like preferably a thick one made out of cotton or something because that's good enough soundproofing because the the, the sound bounces off like the, the walls yeah. which are flat but then this is like all textury and shit and if it's and close absorbs, to you yeah. it absorbs it or disperses it that's that's it you can you can go low budget 
So that's 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 an interesting thing I thought I, I uh, we learned. On that note, let's not mm. just uh, spend the whole episode talking technicalities yes. about podcasts. Sorry, because most of our listeners are not podcasters. <laughs> Although I hope a, a good bunch of our new friends listen to this. <laughs> if you do, thank you very much. <laughs> what was the um, one thing that you remember you learned on the podcast? Because at this point, I also brought guests that you haven't met so far. Unlike uh, until how it was until one point when only you brought your friends, which I didn't knew. Mm-hmm. But now we, you met new people on the podcast. Kudos to me. And what's your question? What's one thing you learned on the podcast you still remember? Judging that you have such a burned out memory that you can remember shit. The I've said this a lot of times. It's very obvious. My favorite episode is the one we did with Kanka. Because that was like that man read into my soul, like that man just I don't know, man, we we were on the same wavelength and all the things he talked about, like, I don't remember exactly all the things he talked about, but like just that vibe that he gave me and that, you know, listen to someone who's racist and try to figure out why they're racist. There's always a reason because we're all humans and all about accepting and all that. That's the one thing that stuck with me. And I guess that's the one episode. I also like the one with Christy, like the first guest we did, because that that feels like so long ago. Oh my God. <laughs> but, yeah. but if you think about what we talked about, that was the most in-depth. Like we went berserk when we talked about fucking existential dread Man, we need to bring him back. We need to bring him. We need to bring all of them back. Because you also mentioned that we started the podcast just because the two of us has have these ex- existential talks mm. continuously. Yeah. And never never stopping. And with him, we just went full full rabbit hole in yeah, deep. We did, we did. The problem with it is is we spent like two hours after the one we recorded. Yeah. And we need to do that again. Just yeah. record the cool part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's yours? What's your special moment? Well, I did like the Kenka one, and there's, that's a given because everybody who listens to it can probably realize we talk less than twenty percent of that podcast. Exactly, which is a real, which was a novelty at that point. It, it is, still yeah. is. I still think is. Mm-hmm. that man has a record that nobody was gonna beat on this podcast. Yeah, not even you. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but let me think. I also really enjoyed the one we had with Mika talking about mm-hmm. art because i always get in this space that i like talking about art especially somebody who knows but we art. don't have a lot of artist friends we don't have a lot of artist friends and even the ones i do have we don't really talk about art that much mm-hmm. and art is one of those things like i've tried at some point because i mentioned on that podcast uh the my one of my favorite painters i have i think one of them this mm-hmm. is kandinsky yeah I was unable to find videos or documentaries or anything of that sort. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I never got into consuming media about art. Right. I still see it as a fancy something a bit above my level. Hmm. The the thing I really liked about Mika was that this is going to sound weird, but it's, it's literally how I felt like that's the closest I've. So the thing I want to say is that she reminded me of David Cho. Okay. In the sense that... That's a huge compliment. Well, in the sense that... I'm, I'm going to tell everyone who David Cho is in a second. Please do. But, but the, 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 the reason for that 
is okay i'm gonna fucking whatever david cho is this street artist from la and he's the guy who painted the first facebook offices he was like they 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 uh got him to paint some really weird fucked up nude shit on the walls in their first office really and they couldn't pay him so they gave him shares and he was like oh stupid like i want money but whatever okay i'll take it (laughs) and then he became like a millionaire because of that um if you haven't watched the Joe Rogan episode with David Cho, the the last one, the I think there are three of them apparently, but the, really? the most recent one, yeah, the most recent from last year, I think. Um, listen to it; that is amazing. That man has some stories. It's like Kianca, yourself a favor. It's like beyond Kianka level stuff about stories, right? Like the way Kianka talked about coming from Nigeria. Like this guy has like three times crazier stories than that. He talks uh, about going to Nigeria. I'm not sure if it's Nigeria, but going it's going to some, some African country. It, to, it was African. Well, not, it wasn't yeah, South yeah, Africa. No, 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 no it was African. It was African. He basically pygmies. Lived, was, it, was it with pygmies? I think he lived, he, with, a he lived with tribe. Pygmy tribe, and he was hunting monkeys and baboons. Shit. It was baboons. baboons. He was it was hunting baboons. It's that guy is crazy. But the, the, so the thing is, he's an artist, right? But he's an extremely experiment experimentalist experimentalist experimentalistic experimentalistic artist he does experiments with art yeah his art is weird like it's fucking weird oh yeah i remember but beautiful it's beautiful but it's so fucking weird some of it is just weird yeah some of it just doesn't make any sense but that's not why mika reminded me of him it's the fact that the conversation with howard with her felt the closest that i i could ever get to talking to david cho because she was like her we could see her on the webcam and her room was covered in art on the walls and stuff and it was all shit that didn't make sense to me because i'm not good at art right and not literally visual art and it didn't make sense to me and it felt experimental and it felt like you know a hundred percent an artist's house it, it's like yeah that of, woman leaves our lives exa- exactly exactly and i really liked that like that was so cool to talk to someone like that about art you're welcome <laughs> thank you uh i think about david cho i i think he he messed up every uber drive i ever had after watching his podcast uh why he has this one bit when he talks about um how do you call it when you take a car on the road and just go hitchhike hitchhiking yeah thank you right so he talks about oh, hitchhiking, something about hitchhiking yeah. and there's this long ride you take with a stranger and you talk about bullshit because you have to talk oh, yeah. and at some point this stranger realizes she's never going to see you ever again yeah, and he and they just start confessing their deepest, darkest secrets or fears or whatever they have on their soul to yeah. him because she's never gonna see them again. Yep, and he just has these stories and you don't know what to do with them, but he has them. This is exactly why he lives art because he found that out that you know hitchhiking or Uber drivers or taxis they do that with you because they know that like you said they they know they'll never see you again so they. At the end of the journey, they'll just tell you something really fucked up because they, you know. And it happens. It happens so many then, times. But then he went and did that. He went and hitchhiked for that reason for like, what, was, a few months or something. Wasn't it that how he discovered it? Something along those lines. He knew it beforehand and he did it just for the sole purpose of... I can't, I can't remember exactly, but it, it was a huge part of it. It was a huge part of this. Because he told a couple to of stories like that. Yeah, he yeah. Was, they had like a story of a guy who told him at the end, he's like, oh, he killed someone or whatever. And this guy, David Cho was like, what the fuck, man? That's really fucked up. But then like, that was it. And it, it's just like, well, I'm never going to see you again. So I don't care if you know, you don't know my name. You don't know anything about me. So there you go. That's, that's 
art at a different level, man. That's some experimental shit. Yeah, but I just started doing that with all my cab drivers and my Uber riders. And what, you everything. tell them that you killed someone or you... No, it just... just force your hand on them to tell you that. <laughs> just the way... I mean, it, it, it doesn't take much. I mean, with most yeah. of them. That's true. Some of them, you still have the Uber drivers who don't talk to you, which is super cool. Five stars with every Uber driver who doesn't talk to you. But if there's <laughs> the smallest intention of having a conversation, and I'll just talk with random easy topics that you don't need yeah. to you don't have to bounce off of them so i'll mm -hmm. just ask if there's police on the road checking for um uh, the papers I, yeah yeah the papers i need to be out of the house and yeah. just that and we talk a bit about the pandemic and then it just starts with whatever happened to them or whatever conspiracy yeah. theory the problem is it's a lot of conspiracy theories and they just <laughs> repeat themselves and you can see how it doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up mm. the way they put it yeah, and I was wondered because I'll take it, and it's just part of the times. This is why you talk to your, to your with your cab drivers. Because I miss the times when there was a, a period in my life that whichever driver, professional driver, I would be in the car with, they usually talked about the fights they had when they were kids and the women mm. they fucked. That's so true. I was every driver has that those stories. Yeah. And now it's just conspiracy theories. But I, I just wonder. Oh, nowadays it's just conspiracy theories. Not all of them, but a lot of them are conspiracy oh, theories. And everybody has an opinion about whatever is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Happening. So they will just tell you, and the way they do it, they they just tell you. Mm -hmm. It's not a question like, man, I think no. It's like they know. This is what happened. Listen it's, to me. I know what I'm talking it's about. It's always that one person yeah. with 12 classes <laughs> driving yeah. an old taxi. He knows what's happening with the global elite and everything. That's so weird, man. Because I remember the exact same thing. I remember I've had so many fucking random taxi drivers give me sex ed lessons. Because <laughs> they were like talking about women that they fucked in their youth. And they're like, oh, this is what I did. And whatever. You should do the same thing. Be careful or whatever. And I'm like, uh... Just want to get it's like 4 a.m. drunk. I just want to get home, please. <laughs> Especially if you ever, uh, what if you have ever been into a car with a truck driver? I have, uh, I know truck drivers, I've never been in a car with one while I've they were driving. On, I, I've been on some occasion in a truck in the cabin of a truck, okay. Yeah, what's and that like? You're very high above the street, that's true. I was, it wasn't that interesting. It was just me and this fat guy driving home. It was uh, in the time I used to do wedding decorations. Uh -huh. And we had some decorations. We we brought chairs and silverware to a wedding in Oradia, mm -hmm. which is like what? Mm, two hour drive? Two hour, kind of. Yeah, from Arad. It was this, <laughs> I always think it's funny. It was this 600 people uh, wedding mm -hmm. that was. Uh, held in the food court of a shopping mall 600 people 600 people isn't that like the full capacity of the fucking food court i think it is jesus <laughs> christ that's a lot of people that's a huge wedding we need a truck for all those chairs oh okay it wow was, it, was, it was a lot it was a lot and then speaking about uh truck drivers mm -hmm. uh i think it was a, a week ago or two weeks ago i had this uber driver who was just like, it was so charismatic and such a happy person. At least when I was there. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I think it was a morning or something going going home. And he started talking to me. Talking to me and he told me about uh, he, that he drives Uber every now and then. He would have truck driving sessions, I guess, for three hours. Three hours, three months at a time. Okay. 
Oh, okay. And he told me about how he balances this with the uh, how with family life and everything. Yeah, like home life balance. Yeah, exactly. Home, and, and stupid stories on the road. <laughs> like he, he, one time he had this. They had this park parking lot, but you, mm. everybody parks their truck. And there was this guy. They work at the same company with him. And the thing about this specific guy is he lived on a diet comprised of beer. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he basically, he barely ate from what I've been told. He almost always drank. Okay. Even while driving. Okay. And on this specific time, they were, it was a late night. They were about to go to sleep and start early in the morning. And he got so drunk, he went in his truck. And I'm not sure what kind of mechanism gizmo security thing he didn't cut off, but the horn of the truck or the alarm of the truck just oh went god. for like six hours straight and nobody could woke him up. Oh my god. <laughs> like stupid bad shit, crazy stories That's like horrible. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh we, I have a family friend who is a truck driver now and has been for a few years. He used to do something else, I don't know, whatever it's architecture or some shit. Oh. Yeah, well I don't I think I don't know what the fuck he did before. Something with buildings um okay and then he became a truck driver for germany and shit and uh he he's a really cool dude because he is one of those devout atheists but he's very well read like he's a huge fan of george carlin and christopher hitchens and richard dawkins and shit mm -hmm. but then also i think do you remember there was one day when I sent you a lot of YouTube. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. And I was like, "This is from." I didn't thought of those. Those things. are those are for that guy from that guy. Yeah, so he sent me a lot of shit that I, I'm not. I'm sorry to him. I'm not gonna watch them because they're like podcasty, one hour long debates. One guy in front of webcam about religion, and it like goes into a lot of detail and shit, and they're very uh thick and stuff and i'm like i'm not i'm gonna get bored man i'm not i'm not that devout against religion to be like oh yeah i'm gonna listen to shit shits on the religion you already had your opinion made <laughs> you know you're not you yeah to exactly like anymore. yeah i don't care about that i'm like i'm focused on learning the not religious stuff now i'm not, I'm not you know i'm not i'm past the debate um well as i'm watching everything that is religion based just to figure out what's the teaching they were trying to taught people teach people oh dude people. i'm convinced the that jordan peterson's biblical series covers that because the maps of meaning which i finished um the last few episodes it goes really heavily into religion mm -hmm. and it's all fucking good so see this is an interesting thing so this is a tangent there's an interesting thing because i was very religious as a kid then discovered it was mostly hitchens in my case uh, and I and I became a self-proclaimed anti-theist. Anti-theist. Yeah, like basically. And to this day, I'm like, I don't care if there's a God. I don't know if there's a God, but I think it would be a bad idea if there were. That's my philosophy. I just think it would be shit if there was a God and he is looking at you when you masturbate or having sex or not wearing whatever or, you know, shit like that. I think that that's just fucked up. But... Listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson, which I don't think he's a Christian man, but he did spend a huge amount of his life studying the Bible. I think he is. I think he is, but I don't... He He's not a wacko nut job kind of religious guy. He's not... I don't think... No, he's a problematic Christian, but he is a Christian as far as I, I know. I th I'm pretty sure he is, but I don't think he's the kind of like goes to church every Sunday and dresses nice to go to church or whatever. I don't think. 
Never heard him talk about going to church. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. But his talks on religion made me really kind of change my mind on it. Because it's like, okay, extract the God part out of it. Like, okay, don't necessarily extract the God part of it. It was more like view everything as a metaphor or as symbols. Yeah. And that's one of the, my main problems I had with religious people is that religious people tend to take everything uh, word for word. Word for word. Yeah. I was going to say ad literum. They take everything blindly. It's like, yes, there was a literal flood with a literal boat that carried literal two pieces of every fucking species of animal in the world. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so. That's kind of, you know, no, the logistics of that is a bit. If you have up. one pair of lions in there, everything goes to shit. Yeah, exactly. But if you listen to Jordan Peterson talk about the flood in a sort of metaphoric way of like, it's a sort of a purge because, you know, you've sort of lived an immoral life and then the flood is basically uh, the, the resetting of things. And it's, I can't fucking remember because it's a lot of, a lot of psychotherapy, psychoanalysis talk, but it's really fucking interesting. And it's like, you know what, if you view it like a bunch of symbols and a bunch of metaphors and a bunch of, but, but, shit like that it makes sense like the fucking stories they or make at least sense. the ones that i've heard uh, analyzed like this they make sense and it's not about the fact that they make sense the more interesting part is the fact that they are important because they have been written thousands of years ago right yeah the bible and the stories and it's a collection by probably multiple authors and it's a compilation of shit right and um it's basically a chronicling of human consciousness. That's the interesting part. Because if you view it as metaphors, you view it as sort of uh, metaphors that we as humans created, right? It's shit like why, why every religion or culture had a sun god and the sun god was the most important god. Well, if you look around you as a human being living then or now or anywhere, right? It's, it's a thing that goes across the ages. You look up at the sky, which is this impossible thing to reach. And what's the most prominent thing in there? Well, it's the sun. It's the thing that gives life. It's the thing that is the most vivid in the sky and shit. Like, of course, that's the most important thing, right? And it's, it's really interesting, man. If you view things like that, it's it's weird it's it's interesting it's really cool and i think one of the, the biggest blockers i've had in my life personally and i'm curious if more people have that block is the fact that you're not aware of your humanness you know because it expand you, you live your life being like all right i work as a desk clerk at some supermarket or whatever and i am um, you know i need to feed myself and my family or whatever and i'm you know maybe i learn a skill maybe i change my job maybe i'm a programmer maybe you know you're focused on real tangent uh tangible things but you don't i've never met people to talk about you know like when you how it is to be a human yeah, when you think about the Bible, everyone has their own opinion. People love the Bible because they're Christian or people hate the Bible because they're atheists. No one, up until I heard Jordan Peterson, no one sort of presented it as the, it is a collection of human consciousness. And it's the, it's, you can hate it if you want to, but it's still something that came out of humans' heads, you know? That's the thing, it's, and it's, the fact that there is a Bible and the way it's written, the fact that we have books, that we have that we have writing and speech and letters and covers and pages and shit like that's all humans. 
that's the most fascinating thing. It's the same thing that goes back into old stories and legends and myths and everything. Which were it's, all created by humans. It's just a reflection of whatever happened in the human psyche at that time. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if you meet a nerd nowadays who read, like, comic books or, like, a, okay, a kid who reads comics books, they're going to be like, oh, it's Aquaman or whatever. Like, oh, I wish I could live like that and stuff. And But you never think about the fact that, you know what, we invented that. Because there's no other intelligent race or 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 species right except for humans so everything that you ever will know or will hear in your fucking life about anything ever is shit that we created the fact that black matter exists it's something that we invented because the universe doesn't know what black matter is black matter just is the fact that it's called black matter and the fact that it respects whatever fucking mathematical formulas that we invented, we made that shit. We you, invented you, you that shit. You picked the worst example ever. I know. <laughs> it doesn't abide only, by it. Yeah. You, you know that the only reason we call it black matter is I know, because we don't, we don't know, know what the know fuck, what the fuck it is. Exactly. But even that, like the fact that you don't know what it is, it's, it's part but of... But you know something is there. We know that we don't know shit about it. Right? Yeah. That's another really cool thing about Jordan Peterson. Like, he categorizes things in like free categories shit that you know shit that you know you don't know and shit that you don't know you don't know and that's really cool that's uh, i'm sorry i'm just i'm, I'm on a, i'm on a roll with this shit because i've just recently finished it the the maps of meaning the like 12 lecture series and it's just, it's so life-changing to sort of view things like that like anything you'll ever think about is something that humans think about you know it's not like this external foreign Ooh, i wonder what that is i don't know what it is it's like no it's something you know it's, and, and the last thing i'm going to talk about i spend a lot of my time uh being anti-religious and uh, there was always that thing about like, there's always that shock when you realize that like osiris is the direct inspira inspiration for jesus it's so, like osiris is the or god or whatever because like Osiris is the old father god or whatever, and he gets split and chopped up into pieces and is whatever spread across the fucking all counties of Egypt or some shit. Maybe my Egyptian mythology is is rusted right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He got like he's oh, sure be some talks about that, but basically he's the old god, and the inspiration was Jesus because Jesus also is sort of like represents the father figure but also is sent on earth in human form and then he gets killed for his sins or shit like that i have heard an explanation about that yeah finish exactly. and I'll, I'll take you i'll take on a different tangent okay so this, this is just one example but you can take any example of an older religion which inspired christianity right and you know that that's a thing you know that it's influenced so before <laughs> you know if if you listen and you if actually break it down Christianity has everything from every other religion out there. Yeah, exactly. But you know, so this is the thing I learned from from his 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 uh, uh, lectures. Up to hearing them, I always felt like, oh, uh, you know what? Fucking Christianity's a fraud. It just stole all these things from all these other religions. But then this dude just presents it in the in the form of like, no, they didn't steal it necessarily. The symbols that Osiris represents and Jesus represents and Odin represents and shit like that, these are all symbols and metaphors created by humans from our human consciousness. It's but from basically they're universal. Exactly. They're universal symbols. They're not it's not like they ripped them off and like, uh, we need to we need to write this book. We're gonna call it the Bible and um, 
we need this main character. What we're gonna call it? Oh, we're gonna call him Jesus. And uh, you know, what can we uh, write him by? And it's like, oh, they, they, I know there's this guy called Osiris, and like, oh, let's let's you know steal some shit from from that culture. Like that's how I imagined it, you know, because I hated Christianity and stuff. And I was like, oh, they're just ripping off. But it's not like that. It's just fucking. It's just. They, as you said, they represent part of our, our, our consciousness. They're, they're symbols. They're universally available symbols for stuff. But you got to sit down and think about what they mean and then see the correlations. And it's just correlation. That's the thing. It's not causation. It's not they didn't rip them up. It's just correlation. And that's, that, that's fucking why it's called a system of beliefs. Exactly. But that's the thing because that when you realize it's like when I realized that I ultimately I immediately felt that all the power belongs to me. In, in 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 your interpretation exactly and the fact that now i am aware of the fact that us humans including myself sort of in an unconscious way or whatever these are all things that everyone can relate with in a universal way including myself even if i don't believe i can still understand it now and i can relate to it and i can see its usefulness and what it and its its meaning it, it suddenly had meaning it's like oh okay yeah if i were to write a book and I needed a main character that does this. Of course, I'd look at the sun because obviously, you know, the sun's up there and it's really important and shit. And like, okay, yeah, I want a symbol for all knowing, all seeing, all powerful. Okay, I'm going to make it the sun or, you know, Mercury for male and Venus for female, whatever, you know, all these symbols, they all like, yeah, that makes sense. That was a really long rant. I'm sorry. Really long rant. I try stopping you, and then like, let, let him be. Like, Fuck it. You were gonna excite, say something about excitement that. Excitement definitely will be contagious. Yeah. Two things. Mm-hmm. Because we had a discussion about um, Peterson and the Bible and the mm-hmm. stories that are in the Bible that are still good things you can learn and apply to your life even to this day. Yeah. Like the day of uh, the rest day on Sunday. Yeah, which should be something like we're doing right now, just retrospective on whatever you did the last week and something for yeah. planning ahead. Mm-hmm. Just take your time and think about your life, which nobody does. Meditate, basically. Yeah, there's also a an argument you can make that uh, prayer is also a form of meditation. It is. The, the, apparently, the, the humming of priests when they do the chanting in Catholic churches is as a very specific frequency, which like triggers something in the brain for meditation. Or I'm shit. guessing it's the same thing they will have monks like that. that do the um. Yeah, 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 exactly the same thing. There is. Uh, I've heard people that say there is a thing. The, the, that, there's a science behind there's, it. Yeah, there's a thick nothing. Like, uh, let's call it a science. Have you said yeah. with um, humming mm-hmm. and chanting? Uh, a different. A way I have not expected this to hit me up is I've told you before I've for some stupid reason um, my brain apparently when I take a Snickers diet I go back into doing shit and becoming a proper mature adult yes, and, yeah. and I've told you I've, I've been spending a lot of time listening to finance stuff oh yeah that's Colleen's new thing now he's really into finance and apparently. investing yeah <laughs> Rich and, boy. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but I've, I've got around to somehow listen to Dave Ramsey. That sure. name rings a bell. Dave Ramsey is this radio host. In the beginning, he was a radio host. Now he has even a YouTube show and a proper show. Okay. Which is the Dave Ramsey show. And the mm-hmm. basic gist of it is this guy who teaches Americans how to not be in debt and... Uh, um, I'm missing the word. Just uh, gather, collect debt. Not that, not debt, uh, wealth. Okay. Build wealth. That's the word. Right. Thank you. Okay. So th- he's teaching people, get out of debt, uh, do this, be financially savvy. Um, 
save money for when you're old and you can do this minimal steps and you can retire as a millionaire. Mm-hmm. That's the basic message he well, has. Like 401k or shit? Like fire. Fire. Not fire. Oh, okay. Not necessarily fire. Fire is the more extreme version of this. Okay. But it's basically, he has this um, eight baby steps, I think. That's what okay. they're called. Let me just quickly go over it in case somebody's interested. So mm-hmm. first one is get out of any debt you have. Okay. Because Americans are huge on the debt. It's not, yeah. I'm not sure if it's that big of a case for us Romanians or Europe in general, mm-hmm. but at least for them, that that is a huge case. So first thing, just remove, get out of it. I mean, no, I think the first one is just save $1,000. So you have some money onto okay. your name. Then get out of debt as soon as you can. Then gather like five to six uh, months worth of income that you need to have your rainy days savings. Mm-hmm. Then something collectively is uh, make sure that you start saving money for your retirement. Make sure you um, collect money for save money for your child's um, university. Uh, yeah. In their case, College and fund. something, I I think I'm missing one step, and then it's just rinse, rinse and repeat until you get wealthy. Mm-hmm. Easy steps. On this show, he it's both him and he has some guests that are. I'm not sure if they're formats, specific episodes, specific days when these when they come, but they come frequently and often. They're called Ramsey personalities. Okay. And one of the there's another guy on finance. There's another guy who I'm not sure what he's doing. And there's this guy who has doctor on his name. I'm guessing he's a psychologist of some sort. Mm-hmm. He does some sort of counseling with con, counseling. Yeah, counseling with yeah. people. Um, there are episodes. I mean, if you watch on YouTube, there's this eight minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. And there are people calling in mm-hmm. and start talking about their problems. Sometimes financial, sometimes okay. even more personal. And they give actual good uh, life advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, Ramsey itself is, I think, what, 60 or, or something. Their guy is like I think 40, maybe 40, 50, something like that. And I just listen to the They have such a good outlook on uh, perspective on life and how you should communicate as a person with your partner, with your parents, with whoever. And a lot of the, the the advice they give it's based off of uh, religion because both both of these two guys that I'm talking about they both are heavy into religion, but not heavy heavy like a nut job. They're just uh, really good human beings. They go to to church on Sunday and they respect whatever God says, but they apply it in a very good manner. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ways he'd said is like if uh, if you get to have such a, a huge wealth, then be outrageously generous with people, mm-hmm. and he does that. And it's just these good advices about life, which came has your region and whatever was taught from the Bible, and they put it out there so nice. And I'm like, there has to be something behind this. Like I yeah. generally enjoy and I appreciate whatever I learned so far by uh, self improvement, uh, self knowledge, therapy, psychology. Everything applies to whatever these guys say, and they give actual good advice. I'm like, God damn it, there's this wisdom right here. Nobody knows how to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I'm saying, and exactly what you said. If you extract the the God part and something that needs to be worshipped, just the whole story of the whole story narrative about being a good person, it's mm. there, and the wisdom about how to be good is there. Yeah, you know that that just reminded me of of because you know how my brain's fried most of the time, and I can't remember specific things. Yeah, uh, I just from what you said, I remembered uh, Jordan Peterson's interpretation of the flood story with Noah with Noah's Ark. And that is literally it. So, like, you know, the guy and he's favored by God or whatever. And then him and his family and all these animals go on a boat and survive the flood. And that's it. And that's a stupid story. 
but if his interpretation of it is basically that Noah is the example of a man who lives in order. Because, you know, he has this whole thing about order and chaos. Yeah. So he's exactly what you said. He's that man. So it's not because he's favored of, of God that he manages to survive. It's because the way he lived his life, uh, he lived his life in an orderly way. He was aware. He was awake. Um, he, you know, he was, he had his eyes open, like in a, in a metaphoric sense. Basically, he looked around and understand he where understand he needs to work. Exactly. So he, that's what enabled him to live the good life. And he became favored by God, metaphorically. But because he was so aware and so awake, that's what made him prepared. And the story of the flood is that God is purging the world of all the evil, right? So it's more like a warning, right, to people. It's more like a if you're not prepared and if you're not awake and conscient, conscience, con conscious, conscious, if you're not conscious and awake and in the moment, like not in the moment, like you're present and you, you, you face things and you're like a righteous, moral, ethical, whatever person, you'll die in the flood, in the chaos, you'll, you'll, you know, and basically Noah's the example of, of yeah. that. And that's why he survives. So like what just just for the sake of it and it probably sound like a stupid example but a more up-to-date example of this will be a financial crisis uh, learn about it be prepared about it and otherwise you won't have to suffer when the things come yeah, upon you. Oh, it's like oh, a, it's a, like a, a really out there a retelling of the story yeah exactly right uh yeah yeah i guess i guess that's a good example yeah. there's this weird thing which i had a discussion about religion with an um university professor of mine mm -hmm. the guy is really into embedded stuff and whatever like mm -hmm. computer science uh very into academia writing papers and all that good stuff okay but he also has this side of um Uh, he's really into Eastern uh, religions, okay. like yoga and meditation and Buddhism. whatever. Yeah, but I got a couple of the the, the yoga books I talked uh, talked about on Flavia's podcast, and the podcast with Flavia was yeah. from him. Okay, he brought those to me as a present. But we had a long discussion. It was like a weird way to have this discussion to somebody. I, I, I'm not sure even how to describe. There's so much metaphor you're trying to unpack, mm -hmm. and and. Speaking with so much patience and you hear somebody and you unpack like three layers of whatever he's selling and you understand the message and you keep the same thing. It's like a, such a weird and interesting conversation to have. Yeah. One good thing I actually extracted from that one and it kind of changed the way I looked at religion and spirituality in general is think about what's the image you have of a very religious person. Okay. And I'm I'm think usually when I do that is I picture either a monk, mm -hmm. a priest, mm -hmm. or somebody who is very attached to the church or whatever their institution of faith is. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're so into religion, it it keeps them close to that, right? It attracts you to give part of your life away, so to say, in order to mm -hmm. dedicate it to this to this uh, belief. Okay. Never in my mind I've actually thought about any way, any form of religion that is supposed to help you to fulfill your life's purpose and meaning. <laughs> okay. Because the, it's, it's a discussion I have. It's a thing I had discussing with two p different people at, at different times, but this is what it came down to. There is this idea, and I don't remember the stories from the Bible. I'm saying I remember, but I'm going to butcher them if I tell them. But 
if you truly have faith in whatever your deity of choice is, mm -hmm. trusting yourself, trusting themselves so much that you can throw yourself against the wind means whatever you want to do, you have to do it, one. And two, there's no way of failing if you actually believe in it. Because you'll know the universe, God, whatever, will, will help you. Okay. Basically, what I'm going through this is, if you want to fucking go to Nor Norway and get on a boat and just drive around the oceans, it will be fine. If I ever want to move to Australia or whatever weird country, <laughs> I shouldn't be scared. It will be fine. Mm -hmm. And religion in some ways should be able to give you the confidence you need in order to do whatever fucking endeavor you want to do. That you feel is your life purpose or your soul purpose or whatever mystic journey you want to partake in. You see that in America a lot more than here. You do? You see a lot of like people who are religious and like go and explore the world and they, you know, they have God with them in their heart or whatever. In Romania, it's a much more sort of God is much more, it's much more feared than loved, I feel. Yeah, I think. Or at least like old school religious people. Well, I understand why it's like this, because if you have a place of worship, like a church, it feels more like um, a pastor in, in a, what do you call it, a flock of sheeps. Mm -hmm. right that's how you even have the icons and whatever yeah, exactly. and it feels like that it feels like they they bring you and they have you have to be there and just stay there mm -hmm. it's not like this a liberating thing that you can go into the world and fulfill your mission but you just have somebody by your side it was never presented yeah. to me like that yeah same here same here it's much more sort of a fear god and don't do anything bad and in your desk whatever on your chair don't do things it's not more like a hey you know what Go and explore God's uh, gift to you, which is earth, and be always sure that he loves you and he'll protect you, you know? It's and was like, also, no. <laughs> it's also this interesting, because I, I said I have a thing about, uh, what was it, the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I heard an interesting metaphor, an explanation of the metaphor. Well, basically, the one um, pitfall we always fall into mm -hmm. is... We hope that whatever deity we have will protect us from suffering. Right. And it's never like that. And you were never promised this. Oh, yeah, exactly. And there was this one guy who actually said this, this about the whole story is that God promises or guarantees you will suffer. Mm -hmm. But it also promises that you will have somebody with you while you're suffering. Exactly. So the cool, the, it was like a strong for him it was a strong flex of christianity on top of all other religions even eastern and norway or whatever else others mm -hmm. is the fact that the story of jesus because that's one i think i never understood it and nobody really understands it and i'm not sure if this is the answer for it but it's a cool idea that why on earth would god send his son on earth to die and suffer for everybody like it makes somewhat okay. no cohesive sense. The idea of how he explained it was like this. Like you have God, which is the almighty, all present, all knowing entity. Mm -hmm. This thing is way too grandiose, a big thing to suffer in any way. Because right. it's everything. Okay. But in order to suffer, he takes his son. And we can put like, some quotation marks over here, like a human form of a, a human vessel that will have an essence of him. Okay. But it will have a human body that will feel the pain. Yep. And he sends this to the people and shows to every everybody around him that 
God will suffer, will go through pain for everybody, which is something that no other deity in their uh, pantheon does. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's true. I think Ricky Ricky Gervais has a bit on that. It's like, why would I choose God? He fucking wimpy Jesus dying on a cross. Why not pick fucking Thor and shoot lightning out of my eyeballs or whatever? But yeah, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I think the argument of why Christianity ended up being sort of the the, the major religion. The norm. <laughs> the norm, yeah. Is because of that. Because it was like the first religion to promote love and sort of all these nice ethical things. Like love your neighbor and be kind to each other and shit. Like all the other religions are like, well, if he hits you, kill him back. Or whatever. Are they? I don't know. I've heard I read this somewhere or I heard this somewhere. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but yeah, I don't know. Because like, maybe, I'm not sure. Polytheistic religions aren't really about a general purpose. They just tell a story and then all go each god is sort of a representation of something. And there's this story that they tell. There's not like, I don't think they encourage you to do something. It's more like, you know, back... Then it was more like the, the gods versus the humans. And the gods had their own epic and the humans had their own epic. And then... Yeah, but even th those one are interesting to think about because every god, like even if you take what, like let's take the Greek or the Roman pantheon. Mm -hmm. Every god you have there is some sort of a facet of a human being. Okay. Like you have... A, my 12-year-old is so pissed at me that I cannot remember the proper names. But you have the goddess of hunting. You have the goddess mm -hmm. of agriculture. You have the goddess of knowledge. You have the god of war. You have the god of drinking. You have Yeah, exactly. Right, it's just faces of human being. And mm -hmm. I've also heard this explained. And you remember I sent you a podcast about the Viking mythology. Yes. You never listened to it, did you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> just listen to the half half part of it. I will. First half, because other ones, it gives way to woo-woo. I like it, but you won't like the Google part. Uh, but basically, he had the same thing with the with the Norse Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. Like, if you when it which were the examples? Like, if you are a good mother, you make your worships to Freya. If yeah. you're a good warrior or a good provider, you make your worship to Thor or whoever other god. Tyr, Tyr, and you have this 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 way of the the behavior you're. What do you do with a behavior? Behave. <laughs> the behaviors you're behaving, <laughs> it's a way you're of practicing showing... practicing or whatever. Exactly. It's a way of... Um, uh, Honoring a specific thank god. Thank you very much. That was the word. Honoring a specific god. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just different faces of a human being. Mm. It's just like the same thing with the archetypes. Yep. It's the exact same thing, which is interesting. Also an interesting one. You have days of the week in English given named by... Norse gods. By Norse gods. Which yeah. I just found out. Like, Thursday's Thor's day. Yeah. And like, Fre Friday. Oh, Friday's Freya's day. Freya's day. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this was a blast, dude. <laughs> this whole uh, this whole season was a blast. Yeah. Somehow I still feel we need to bring more philosophy. But I feel we do. We just, it's covered in this religion. Yeah. Thing. I need to fucking read more. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Well, both of us, because now we're both, we both took on a lot of work and we're all, both of us are kind of stressed with work and shit. Yeah, I've just said I'm working on pure stress. Yeah. Same. Well, 
That was it. Yeah, it feels like a good note to finish. Yeah, that was the episode and that was the season. Um, Colleen, do you have any final closing words? Thank you, everybody, for <laughs> being here, for keeping up to us, with us. Yeah. We promise cool stuff in the future. I know we already promised cool stuff, yeah, which we we're not honored so far, <laughs> but we will. As you see, we got a lot going on in our lives. Um, but, you know. We should start a Patreon. People need to pay us <laughs> to dedicate more time to this. That's my one-way ticket of quitting <laughs> a job or anything. Fundraiser. Yeah, Make exactly. Kalina and Mike escape their 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say that we're humbled. That we even had any listeners at all. Not uh, yeah. even to speak so many. Did we make it a public that we, at some point, I think it was three weeks ago or something, we had our 1,000th download? Oh, we yeah, we broke our 1,000. I actually put the image on the on the website. If you go on the website and click on the on the Chevron on the top left, which used to show you the links to like Spotify, podcast, Apple, Google, whatever. Yeah. Now it also shows you the little picture, the icon that Podbeans sort of gave you with like, oh yeah, you reached uh, whatever fucking. I'll just why don't I show you? And which one were we? We got a mail from Carlos. Remember the mail from Carlos? Oh, yeah. Carlos is like a bot from Spotify or some shit. From Apple. From Apple, Apple yeah. Podcast. There you go. Podbean 1000 downloads. So whoop, we, whoop. I think we're close to 1,500 now. That's going faster. It's, yeah. But I which think? one? Which sure. one? Let, let, let's, let's just brag on the, on the ending. Which one were we? Because Carlos, the email from Carlos tell us which one were we in the top Romanian ones. God, I don't fucking remember. Was it I need to look for that 40 email. something, um, 60 something? Top something. We were like, oh yeah, we're like 40 and top 50 or some shit. Most listened to in some specific category in, in Romania. Probably leisure because we were leisure podcast. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I think the main t tag that we have is le leisure. So taking this into the context. Which is that stupid because Spotify doesn't fucking have that tag. So Spotify uses the next two, which is health and science, I think. Man, we got ourselves some way too huge of a yeah, competition I mean, there. Yeah, well. But yeah, but taking this and, and also taking into account the fact that we already said that a lot of people started podcasts uh -huh. during this time. Ladies and gentlemen, a, a warm heartly thank you very much for bringing us here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for everyone for listening and for the the feedback y'all gave us and for the guests and for everything really and i guess we just hope that in the next season we can bring more to the table maybe start those videos and those live streams that we promised eventually eventually yeah but until then thank you for listening have a lovely morning day afternoon or night wherever you are and See you next time. See you in the next season. Bye. Bye, -bye.